Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Spotify group, an explosive episode of the, the Locker Room Green Room with Jamel Johnson, Danny Solomon. Uh, hey, this is our little football. What's going on, guys? Shit. Yeah, usual, usual crap over here. Oh, the usual crap? Jamel, seems like you're uh, at a bit of a... You're doing new things now. I'm doing new things. I'm going to Africa. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I'm going to learn the dance routine from the Waka Waka video in South Africa. Hey, did you guys see Darius Geis? Uh, all charges dropped. Do you think he'll uh, <laughs> show up on another team? So he didn't beat up that old lady? Or sexually harass her or both? Well, legally he didn't. She couldn't prove it. All mm. she has is the is the golden years remaining to turn over and over in her mind the horrible moment that Darius Geist <laughs> did what he did before she kicks the bucket and no one ever gives her the justice she was due. That's right, Danny. Jamel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that he's uh, got a clean slate, would you welcome back to the, the football team? Um, no. Yeah, it seems like he's got another incident coming around the corner i think this he had like a couple like shit like that so uh what is the line you dan i feel like you're the most in tune with how long you should give a guy to fuck around before he's done out of chances and i'm counting knee injuries as fucking around there's always yeah knee injuries definitely count and then there's always the stuff coming out of college like during the draft like on the draft shows if mel kuyper says like your character is coming to question like that means you did something really stupid because all of these dudes are like 18 19 20 and have all done dumb things but if it's an if it's really something they have to address then the guy's been consistently stupid that's at least a felony they don't Mel Kuyper doesn't talk about misdemeanors. he doesn't like to talk about that whole side of things at all he's an x's and o's he's a, he's a tape grinder Uh, yeah, and then once you get to the league and then you get hurt and you start, you know, getting in more trouble, it just seems like he's probably not going to come back. But yeah, Darius Geis. Uh, oh, hey, okay. Uh, guys, more of that Tom Brady uh, barbershop show. What's this show called? I don't remember why I can't remember the name of the show. It's called The, the Shop. Yeah. What do you mean? The Shop. How do you not know this? 
because I always call it uninterrupted, even though that's obviously the other show. That's the subtitle. It's it's uh, the shop uninterrupted is the full title. Oh God. Okay, so I was kind of right. Anyhow, the full episode drop. Tom Brady has a bunch of cho- choice quotes. I don't know if we want to lead with Tom Brady. If you guys want to talk Tom stuff, but I have some I, fun quotes. I mean, I feel like we're too, we went too quickly into the second story because it's so dead out there. I don't want us to use up all of our ammo. I wanted to see on the Darius Geist subject if Press any up. of you guys have done something, did something during your teenage years that would be admissible for kicking you out of the league. It's a great question. Um. Actually, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, you know, just underage drinking and drug use, that's nothing crazy. I did once participate in a pharmaceutical heist, but I was not caught. Well, uh, we're going to need to know more about this. Yeah, go in. (laughs) I'm, I, and you know this. This might be too not football, Hardigan. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's down the. We're not talking about oh. TDs and well, no this points. Is football? This no, is this football. is very much football because we're going to get to determine whether or not this would have hurt your draft stock. All right. So let's say I did get caught for this. The crime in question would be a couple of my. I used to hang out with two punk girls who were really messy crust punks. Both of them are deceased actually one from a drug overdose and the other one uh, overdose and the other one suicide. So RIP. Yeah, no, I get it. I had some homies uh, in Woodbridge the same. Well, not, I don't think they're dead, but vibes. Danny. You just kind of know from the beginning that like, I don't think these guys are going to make it with me. Danny, what's a crust punk? Uh, I guess the literal definition is just like the punk that practices what they preach, you know, the Ooh. dumpster divers, the dirty clothes, the, the you know the real the serious heads for uh, punkdom. Okay, gotcha. So two girls, just one of them was named Melanie. She was a she was a very good person, but she her dream was to ride the rails and live for free. So that's what you're dealing with. And uh, they were they they got into pills um, because they got free samples from Melanie's brother's girlfriend. So she worked at a doctor's office, small-time doctor's office, private practice. So she kind of had unfettered access to the pill room. This was before the crackdowns. She would give us free samples. And we all three of us got into it. It was good stuff. Uh, And one day, the pills source dried up. And what had to happen was uh, Aaron and Melanie had to figure out a way to break into this doctor's office. And get the pills from the secret room. They did, they were given the code. So that was one way that they had a a reason to do this. So Mm. they, they participated in the heist. They they drove themselves out to the heist. I helped them plan the heist. (laughs) I told them exactly what to do and how to, you know, and, and to time it out and to figure out all the, the getaway uh, stuff because it was actually, the brother who was the getaway driver. So I was not there, but I planned with them and, and received payment for my, for my role in pills. So it was successful. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, all the pills got taken and we, we lived off them for an entire summer and it was one of the great summers of my life. Oh shit. So you didn't even get caught. 
I was I said that from the beginning. I didn't think this is going to be that. I mean, I didn't, wasn't trying to let everybody know that I'm some kind of criminal or something. But I said if I were to have been caught, that would okay, be sure. a, a crime for sure. And I would have probably got busted down at least to the fifth round, depending on my talent level. I think Cliff Kingsbury would like love something like this. Like, yeah, they're just, you, like you show technical resolve. Exactly. I well, think there's a way to like, you know, pivot this into drawing up some crazy gadget plays. <laughs> I I really Andy readed it with them. <laughs> I wasn't the I wasn't the Mahomes of the heist, but I gave <laughs> them the blueprint on how to do everything. Who was the Mahomes? Who was dropping the uh behind the back thirty yard out route? Oh, that was, well, that was Melanie. She was the Mahomes. Her Aaron was uh, my my other friend. She was the Kelsey, sure. and uh, and I guess getaway driver because you need speed for that was the cheetah was uh, or you know that would be um, my friend's brother. Dan, you know, how, you know how we know you're not a criminal though, Danny? Is you committed a perfect crime and you didn't keep going back to the well. You just lived off the pills that you got, so you're not a criminal. Well, there was just no other way to do. Actually, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to keep going with this, Aaron and Melanie were not satisfied with our haul. I was good to just let it go. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously <laughs> they weren't satisfied. I'm, as I'm listening to the story, I'm like, when did they make you look at blueprints again? So in my room, in my childhood bedroom in Kansas, I witnessed Aaron and Melanie beat the shit out of each other in order to go to the emergency room and say they were in a car accident to get more. And they did. Um, okay. I think that the the football parallels here are starting to add up because now we're talking about physical contact. So let's say you're looking at a prospect and this is a person who, you know, was smart enough at least not to participate himself but to be a party to and reap the benefits of other people's crimes. Um, would you draft that person? I would draft that person, honestly. Especially because you, as forthcoming with this information as you've been, it doesn't feel like you have anything to hide. Uh, you know, you seems like you came out on the other side okay. So I think we're, we're okay. It's youthful indiscretion and it's pills, which actually are very... Uh, okay in the NFL. More than okay. Necessary. Yeah, I wonder if any uh, player has ever you know, just taken a blindside block to get back to the emergency room. (laughs) I don't think you'd have any problem if you're an NFL player getting the level of opioid that I was able to get. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, Also a great story. Uh, Yeah, and you know, now I'm thinking about it. I there's really nothing like that. I mean, now I see Kungles here in the chat. We had some times where we would, like, fight some dudes, but that's nothing serious. Uh, Kungle, we were talking about anything we did in our youth that would hurt our draft stock. Hold on, let me let him in. My phone is charging, you know, low power mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It won't let me get my shit off. Um, yeah. What's up, Kungle? Nothing. I'm just <laughs> the low power, the low power mode. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, dude. I think there is a lot of things that would um, hinder, at least, uh, maybe the guilty by association thing. I think just being associated with some people would have probably ruined my stack, my uh, my draft stock. 
Yeah, I think that time that we went with Ace to Patrick Trailer's house was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. That one probably would have hurt us. Um, I think there's some times with Schmeagel. He's just a fucking <laughs> crazy person. Of course. Are you, yeah. are you guys fucking Brett Kavanaugh? Who the fuck do you hang out with? No, Schmeagel was Kungle's uh, sister's boyfriend. He was an older dude, and he was just like, you know. Ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, ex-boyfriend. He was having a tough time. <laughs> I think he just was kind of an angry guy. <laughs> Man, the girl dating the older dude when you get when we all got out of high school, that dude was always strange. <laughs> you yeah. have to be. Yeah, he was a little strange. He would do the thing where we'd wind up in the car with him, and then he would just think it's funny to drive like 130 miles an hour and watch us like squirm. That's all. <laughs> be like, please stop, dude. This is I'm scared for my fucking life. They love and, that. They're sadists. Oh, they loved it. Those guys. Those <laughs> yeah, guys that never sadists. leave the town. <laughs> well, he wasn't from there. I don't think. He was no. He was not from Riverside like city but yeah he harupa valley-ish which i guess is the city we're all we're yeah. short straw long straw it's all a straw right so um but yeah go ahead i, I don't know what to say it would it there is a lot of shit that probably could uh guys beating up at, at players before the game shit yeah, like there was a lot was of good. dumb shit that could have happened um that was considered hazing at the time but in today's world probably wouldn't be which would probably be a hate crime yeah i remember remember when they were <laughs> riverside which king is, was gonna was gonna like literally murder castillo like take out his legs before the game or something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. oh, there's man, you know yeah. fun rumors at the time because we didn't have you know you guys were, were all around the same age uh social media you know, you know, hey, you know what? This is a great segue because Kungo and I played high school football together, and Jamel's brother just got named head coach of his high school. Oh shit! Oh, wow! Congratulations! Yep, shade under thirty, got it done. He was. All, I yeah, asked man, him to so... come on the show today. He was not available. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's coaching. Yeah, he's he's got to be in the film room. <laughs> he's not. It's yeah, visibility. Crazy. For a head coach is just everything. You just kind of have to generally be around. Yeah. What was his uh, Jamil? What was his experience before this? Was he like a oh, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, anything like that? Or he special? was, you know, he was he was volunteering for a point. I think he was just hanging out in the weight room uh, while he was playing college ball. And then, yeah, he was a uh, position coach. I think he was doing linebackers. And then uh, defensive coordinator, kind of in and out of the booth, and got the job. Got the wow. job. Use the word delve in the interview. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he, too, sounds like one of those guys who is too old to be hanging around the high school. But if you're working at the high school. If, if you're, you're working, working at the high school. I mean, but when he was just hanging out in the weight room, I thought that sounded a little fun. You know, the co- we were just talking about the college guy hanging out with the high school girls. Well, if the college guy is hanging out with the high school dudes, that's fine. The one hanging out with the girl, he's a weird one. Yeah, because I and Daniel can attest to this too. We always had guys coming back who had graduated a year before or multiple years, you know, past who would come back and just lift weights or say hi to the coach and they happen to be in the weight room. So, yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, it was like, 
Danny, this is a good way to put it. And I don't think this is what Juwan was up to. I think he was looking to get where he got, which is the head coaching job. But we had guys who would come back and just kind of like, that was, <laughs> you know, their little taste of the good life again, where it's just like, you know, because the coaches would roll at the red carpet and we treat them like heroes. It's like, oh, shit, you know, like Janky's back. And just like people would mob them. And, uh, Our football it, team was never good enough for that. It was very, it's a very private affair. <laughs> that we had said, Juwan did make Juwan did make a state final. They got destroyed in that game, but dude, if you made a state final, it's a good team. State final is a great team. He was like, yeah. he was like five, five, like two fifty, playing guard. He's just like this little, like cube of a dude. <laughs> But he's like fast still, so they just had him pull. He would just pull the whole game. Damn, dude, that's the honestly. Those players are really affected because the big, the slow ass linemen in high school, like they're a burden. They don't help you. Me, precisely. I mean, it's just yeah. It depends on what you're trying to do, but I do think the little guy, like the fast guys, uh, help. We never had huge linemen either. Um. I guess maybe the years before us, but yeah, not not we, our year, definitely. Yeah, we had a couple guys. Didn't uh, Keeley or whatever get make it to the league? Yeah, Keeley ended up going somewhere. I couldn't tell you exactly where, but I do remember. Yeah, everybody loved loved that dude, and um, I think he but, went to yeah. SC, and then maybe wound up on the Bengals for a little while. But yeah, whoa, oh yeah, we put we played some guys. <laughs> There's some guys. Um, I, I watched a lot. I didn't get to play with him. I watched a lot, but yes. Oh, no, this isn't Chapman, uh, Danny. This is high school. Oh, right, high school. See, I mean, you know, it just feels like everybody on this is talking down to me because I'm the only one who didn't play any level of high school. Well, no, 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 no. This well, is great. Playing, any level of football. You were playing professional pill thief ball. I, was, I had other interests. <laughs> that and uh, forensics tournaments, which I would perform okay. at. What's the pill thing about? What was it? What did I miss in the first like ten minutes? Oh, I'll have to listen to the pod. Yeah, you can listen to that pod. I'll listen to it tonight or tomorrow. I'll listen. To yeah, he masterminded a pill heist, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Danny, what was your perspective on kind of the what? Wh- how in, did you go to high school football games? Did you know any of the players? What was your idea of what the hell was going on with those guys? It just it seemed like another world because they were just kind of big and uh, and you know inaccessible. They hung out with their own groups of people. I was pretty low on uh, the the social ladder, especially before I met my two punk friends. I was basically like uh, you know the lowest lowest rung of popularity for a while, <laughs> and. Uh, Basically, they they just seemed like you know the 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 stereotype, the Greek gods, the you know the cool kids. Um, some of them would get, some of them would be bullies, but my bullies were more like like metal dudes. Mm. Those guys seemed to be in in my world. They were the bully guys. So I didn't even they those guys who played football at my high school were too good to even bully me. That's how that's how big of a presence they were. You're they were too good to yeah. slum it in my world, bullying losers like me. Well, because yeah, because it's like the the fruit is hanging too low, 
<laughs> exactly. Like at least with the gay kid, like he's a great student and he's clearly going places and bu- and bullying that kid made sense to to them. Man, because it looks bad when somebody goes down there. I remember one time I saw it was like the coolest dude, like sophomore year. And this girl, you know, it was one of these weird, like, uh, Bible freak girls. She was just by herself, reading the Bible, having lunch. <laughs> and he went over there and started fucking with her, man. And it was just like, man, he sold your soul, bro. It just, the, the year was different from that point on. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the worst thing in the world that can happen to you is when one of those guys throws his arm around your shoulder. Oh, that's oh. when you should be scared. <laughs> I think it's time you and I had a little chat, Solomon. I lived in constant fear of being publicly talked to. Hey, well, Danny, the reason reason I'm asking this is because you were a football fan at the time. Even if it was hidden and it was a secret, you were a fan of the game. So I just was wondering what your relationship with, you know, being a part of you know, uh, a high school that has a team, you know, I'm not saying you rooted for them or anything, but right. was there ever any slight interest of like, what's going on with these guys? No, because it, I feel like if you have a pro team, if you really identify deeply with the pro team, the rest of the games seem kind of bullshit to you. I mean, high school, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like the world of people that were going. I didn't have any friends who would go to the games. And my friends would definitely not. So I, you know, I just basically was was not interested in seeing, you know, two limp dicks smack against each other in in a high school football game at the lowest level of Kansas football. And then there was even in college the same thing because I really didn't want to waste time that I could be spending drinking and trying to fuck, you know, going to a fucking tailgate with a bunch of people I don't really like who are the type who I don't really like. And Kansas was a shitty football team the whole but time. So tailgating is about drinking and fucking, first of all. And second of all, you can't would... fuck at the tailgate. <laughs> hey, we've seen hey, the campus in. police yeah. will get you. Maybe now, but not five years ago. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, you know, I just thought maybe you were the guy under the bleachers smoking cigarettes, shitting on the game, but you were kind of still adjacent to the game. But I guess we're so far gone. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't show up at the game um, if you were really cool. But I mean, if I wasn't, if I wasn't a part of the football team, I don't think my, I don't think I myself would have went to the Friday night games. Like I don't think if if we take a like if you look in the stands, it's probably cheerleaders' parents, yep, football players' parents. Ex players, mm-hmm. and then like Joe Blow, who doesn't have anything better to do on Friday, but still follows the high school sports around his city. He kind of <laughs> lives near the yeah, the stadium. yeah, lives near there or something, you know. And he'll go, but like I don't think any of the cool kids at our school w- actually went to the games. And if they did, it was maybe homecoming or maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't, I don't. I think I feel like I think you're probably, right. Yeah, but I do think sometimes a cool kid would get roped in because it was like a girl dating one of the dudes on the team. Something like that, yeah. She would have to bring some of her friends, and then it's like, oh, shit, now some cool kids are here. What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. So wait, what are we talking about when we say cool kids? Because our definition of cool kids, not including the football players, so it's like like the mall kids or what, you know, what kind Just of, t- like, girls objective, are Objective social status. You've seen them do things 
a kid who beat another kid up. Right. Yeah, I like he's that. He's cool. Yeah. The girl who uh, started giving hand jobs. Exactly. Yeah. You, these people. These are people with stripes <laughs> that you can recognize. These are people with stories. They have character arcs. Because my cool kids, I felt like were maybe only in my world, but they were like the the punks and the you know the the you know deferred uh, detention kids. And those kids would be cool because you'd be like, oh shit, that's the dude who called the administrator a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's the dude. He came in here and fucking um. Wall rode off the lockers, man. Oh, damn. That guy. Oh, that's the other kid who got handcuffed and then escaped and somehow jumped and put the handcuffs in front of him and got out of the building. I mean, back then, the level of not giving a fuck that some of these kids would do was just so awesome. And then you realize, like, later on that, oh, that's their whole personality. They'll never give a fuck and therefore will never become anything in life. But at the time, being able to not care was like a superpower. I feel that for sure. Yes. Because we were yeah. probably all had the opposite where we cared, we cared too much. And it showed. <laughs> probably, probably did actually. Um, but I, you know, hopefully we do get to talk to Juwan because I want to mm-hmm. know what that kind of, you know, the team culture looks like now. Cause there were, we were, the kids just fuck around. You can't, do anything to stop it even as the head coach like we would rig up like the um the gatorade huge buckets of gator like you know the 10 gallon buckets with just ice water and like have a pulley system so whoever walked into the locker room first would just get completely doused um (laughs) you know and stuff kids into the refrigerator and turn it around so they couldn't open the door and they're actually panicking (laughs) Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, I'm sure shit like that still goes down. Did you ever haze someone? Did you, were you like the Richie incognito? Um, I'm yes. I, you know, I'm not proud of it. I didn't th- do anything. I think that was super bad or anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure that I did. I mean, you know, those two things I just described, you know, dump water on people, um, you know, just, when you had a chance to kind of end something and you didn't, you just stood by idle, you feel guilty by association. More of that for me. I don't think I was ever hurting anybody, but I definitely didn't stop shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I was, I, I, I agree. I don't think I was mature enough to, or confident in myself to actually speak up for anybody that I thought was being hazed or bullied too hard. Um, and I don't think, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself or even maybe Daniel or anybody else. But, yeah, I just think I, I would, I'd be lying if I said I didn't partake in any of these things. And then, yeah, the guilty by just kind of watching things happen and not being the actual um, instigator was probably a little guilty, you know, guilty there as well. Not a little, but guilty there as well. So, But so what I-, I mean is this is low level shit. I'm talking to like dumping <laughs> water on people or calling somebody uh, a mean nickname. Stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there was definitely times where, like, I sat by and I, I saw a, you know, a handicapped kid who was helping, you know, being a water boy get stuffed in a in a refrigerator or a locker room or some shit. And it's just like thinking back, it's like, why didn't you say something? But at the same time, it's like, what? Well, yeah, his brother was on the team. Why didn't he say something? You know, I don't know. But yeah, I, I watched guess- a kid get power bombed one time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess you can't really – you can't say that anymore. Like, oh, well, that per- have that person deal with it. It's kind of like I guess we all got to deal with it. But Yeah. So guy, know I, that, saw that was... get, uh, I saw this guy get his uh, – this dude farted right on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just every day. But that was – it was because, okay, like – I did that to my cat the other day. My school district was like the neighborhood I lived in was the like the furthest from the school. And whoever lived there, like I was the only person with a car junior year. So like six people want to get in this Honda Accord. And then number seven shows up and I'm like, dog, you can clearly see there's no you can ride in the trunk. And he was like, yeah. And so he volunteers to put himself in the trunk. <laughs> and then somebody opened the middle thing. He poked his head out and then they farted on his head. And I laughed and I felt bad. <laughs> I think you can still laugh at that. It's just a fart. It's not locking someone in a, in it was a like tiny a prison. It was a wet one. <laughs> yeah, there was stuff like that messing around with people's... Um, you know, their equipment or you would like put like hot pepper in a guy's jock or shit like but that. But this, this sounds like hijinks. <laughs> it, they I are. Feel That's like, what I'm saying. Dude. I feel I like when you grab somebody in the, when you do <clears throat> something like this to your buddy in the locker room, like that, that doesn't count. When you do it to someone who just was going to math class, then it, bec- then it tips over into bullying that you have to report. I feel as a bullied kid, I can vouch yeah. for this. So, we tried here's here's a good counter example and Congo will remember this one. We had a kid named um God, I'll remember uh, Klein was uh, a guy and he rocked yeah, his long wavy to. hair and we called him Joe Millionaire because the T V show was popular at the time. He was a big goofy looking dude and so we called him Joe Millionaire. That was his nickname. And he had a little brother who had a physical handicap whose arm was kind of um bent in a certain way and so everybody called him chicken wing because that's just kind of how his arm looked and it you know it made sense and he uh really liked the nickname uh brandon yeah, who was the right. younger kid's right. name he loved the nickname chicken wing we tried to change it because we thought that was offensive and we called him five hundred thousand, <laughs> which was the you know just half of joe millionaire so we were like hmm. hey you know brandon you're five hundred thousand now that's your nickname and he rejected this shit. He was so <laughs> fucking mad that we tried to do this and yeah. take away the only thing he had, which was chicken wing. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a, it's a, there's a fine line, right? There's that fine line. <clears throat> this is still just the high jinkiest. I mean, talking about calling a guy five hundred thousand when. There are worse words. Maybe this was just in my day, but the words <laughs> that got used casually are no, no, words no. that you cannot say in public discourse anymore. Danny, all those words were flying around, I assure you. All right. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those words were flying around, and they were very casual and yada, yada, yada. Um, but like that's what I'm saying. It's like there was stupid shit going on, but... Nothing like it could have gotten so much worse a million times and it never did. Everybody kind of just self-policed it. And, you know, the, the leaders on the team wouldn't let it go further than it should. And uh, it, it just kind of self-policed itself. No, it, Nobody got too so far out of line that you had to have a fucking school district meeting or anything. 
I mean, I've seen a dude get beat the fuck up. Yeah, before, I mean, that. Like, of course. That's just... That's so that was like a fight. They were like fighting. I yeah, got beat the, the fuck thing. up. <laughs> that's high school. <laughs> I thought this... I mean, it just feels like... What districts were you guys... Apparently... The Shawnee Mission School District is the hardest fucking district on this podcast. <laughs> I got bullied. I got bullied. I got bullied a little bit in middle school, and then I punched a kid in the face. Like, I got yeah. choked. I got choked out by a kid in middle school. I like, you know, switch towns. <laughs> I yeah. got choked crazy. Out. I switched schools. I got choked out once in the middle of campus uh, by my best friend, actually, because we were fights. What'd you do to him? Uh, what did I do? It was some. I was so mad at him for he like gave some girl a letter that I didn't write because she had a crush on me. Oh, and, you know, it just it's somebody I wouldn't have dated, and he let her on, and I was fucking heated, and so I think I pushed him, and then he was like an amazing. Fight. I there's no way I could have ever won in a fight, but I was very mad, and then he uh, put me in my place. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, and it was wrong of him to do that. It was. I felt bad for this girl. Couldn't you have at least dated her for a couple of weeks? I mean, who the fuck cares? It would have been rough. Dude. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry. it's just holding pinkies in the hallway for a little bit. Uh, you know, it actually, in retrospect, probably would have been a cooler thing to do. And then people would have. Had, I would have had some weird charisma, like, how the fuck is this guy doing this? But I couldn't go there. I was too, uh, you know, I was too scared to do that. And maybe you wouldn't have ended up with Kim. <laughs> well, <laughs> makes you think. Uh, but yeah, this is the world Jamel's brother is entering into, is all this shit. And I'm sure it's a lot cleaner now and everybody's, it's like the PG version, you know? Nah, because the kids are all um, Playboy Cardi. You know what I'm saying? They're all jumping off of shit again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're Tyler... hurting themselves instead of others. That's also true. That's kind of the new kid. I think they just would rather hurt themselves. Thank yeah, God. Pretty... Yeah, that's Thank pretty God good. High school kids have evolved. I just realized what a fucking snake pit I was living in. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we had to get you up out of there, man. <laughs> I still go there. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we will need to talk to him just to kind of talk what his strategy is, how he he wants to motivate guys. I had a brief, what his, you know, what a, his vision looks like, all that stuff. I had a brief conversation with him about the offense we're going to see, but I haven't, you know, I didn't watch. I don't think I saw a single game of theirs last year, so I don't know who. Also, there were no games last year, so. Who would you like him to model his coaching game after? Would you like him to be a Ron Rivera? I mean, sure. He doesn't wear glasses, but, yeah, I would definitely get uh, – you know, I don't know. Vrabel? Vrabel seems another obvious one. And when I'm, thinking, when I'm picturing these coaches, I'm only thinking of outfits. I'm like, yeah, I could see him in a vest. <laughs> That's really that's what makes the coach is just the gear they put on. Yeah, what kind of khakis? What's the length around the pants? You want to wear like maybe he should wear one of them stupid Bruce Arians hats. Ooh. Does your yeah. does your brother have it in him to scream at a kid? Yes. 
Does your brother have it in him to scream at a kid's parents? Maybe. Because that's what a lot of this is. Why is my kid not playing? Like, why are you, you know, why is he playing uh, line instead of receiver? And then you just got to be like, listen, lady, I'm the coach. I'm excited to see what's next. Got to have this guy on during the season. I'm thinking sweatsuit. He's going to be like a complete sweatsuit guy. (laughs) Yeah. Complete sweatsuit guy or polo shirt with long sleeve shirt underneath. I like that. You know that guy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's dignified. Yeah. That's like, you know, Rex Ryan did that to kind of make himself look a little more upper it's class. Only coaches <laughs> do that shit, bro. You guys, want, you guys want to take a trip around NFL.com? Let's do it. We were going to talk about Tom Brady. We took a little detour away from the Tom Brady conversation. All right, here's what he said. He said, I would say 90% of what I say is not what I'm thinking. Uh, From a strategic standpoint, I never want to give away what we're doing, so I say the opposite. If they have a shitty corner, I'll be like, that guy's unbelievable. I don't know how you complete balls over there. In my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going after that motherfucker all day. Yeah. He is a sociopath, as we've confirmed. Exactly. Many a time. Also not that surprising. Yeah, that's just what dudes do. I just wonder if Giselle hears this and just is like, of course. This explains our entire marriage. And does Tom Brady try and, like, you know, talk differently in in a locker room or in in the shop than he does with Giselle? Is he, like, some regal, you know, Bruce Wayne type when he's with fucking – Giselle, and then he's saying motherfucker at the shop. He also looked pretty uncomfortable in the barber chair. I haven't watched the clip yet, but I saw the clip of Draymond talking about why he doesn't shoot. (laughs) And I I just saw Tom sitting there looking real. Also, Tom kind of criticized NBA players' um, work ethic, which was weird. And then Draymond was just like, dude, it's apples to oranges. Like, I'm not even going to talk to you about that. Oh. Yeah. Interessant. I mean, the dude voted for Trump. He has to sit there with Draymond Green. <laughs> Everybody feels it. It's It feels so uncomfortable whenever he's in a situation like that. The only reason that he's allowed to kind of move about the NFL without people shitting on him is because he wins all these fucking Super Bowls. And he just winning just kind of erases everything. It's a, the ultimate white privilege. It's you're white, you're a quarterback, you're a winner. He's also trying to get a little bit of it back, what he lost. I think being on the Patriot way is like, you don't do media, you don't talk. And now he's like, oh, I can just go do LeBron's show? Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and but let's not, let's not participate in this illusion that Tom Brady is cool. I'm not he's participating not, in that illusion. He's not cool. It's not cool that he you know, said any of the shit that he said, because it's coming from a horrible place. It's coming from pure, a place of pure hate, which is all that really exists around the, underneath the facade of Tom Brady. Jamel, if you're sitting in the shop with Tom Brady, what are you asking him? Talk rule. (laughs) Take me there. 
What does it mean to you now after it all? Do you feel like you sliding doors a little bit with the tuck rule? And could your life have been completely different? Who's the in, dude that um play, was playing quarterback for the Raiders? That was Gannon, right? Yeah. Rich Gannon. Do you talk to Rich Gannon? You have his life. You took oh. the man's life. Yes. He should be married to Giselle. Rich Gannon should have. And now he's getting kicked off of CBS? I thought he was pretty good. Oh, Rich Gannon was over there? They they kicked him out. He's Man. done after he was done. The last season was his last one. Yo, I love Rich Gannon. I like him too, and he was a Chiefs quarterback for a hot second before we picked fucking old- Elvis Gerback over him. Come on, man, him and old Jerry, man. Yes, he was a great. He, I mean, the Raiders were good that one season on offense. That would be my first question. Then I would I would also be like, dude. I did get my cleats because you. I saw you on the cover of East Bay in those cleats. And that's just a fact. He could have been on the fucking shop if Tom Brady hadn't taken his life with the tuck rule. <laughs> I know, man. He could have been getting a fade and in, he in been, a pair of AirPods. And he would have been so much cooler about shit on the show. He would have been like, Draymond wouldn't have been able to sense that he was fucking a corporate Tool. Bro, I'm about to follow Rich Gannon right now. He on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Gannon, this is an open invite. Anytime. You're always welcome here, bro. Hey, uh, Derek Carr. Here's his quote. He's ready to put the full court press on to recruit Devontae Adams to the Raiders this year. <laughs> so not surprising. No, it's next year. I remember that. I read that story. He's talking about 2022. So he, why wouldn't he do it now? He can't tamper with another man's shit. You can't fucking be talking about fucking Aaron Rodgers' wife like That's that. Fair. That's fair. His real wife, who I believe those guys is are, not. Those are the uh, Fresno State dudes, right? Like, they played together in college. Yeah, well, and, you know, he's trying to play up some kind of old, like, partnership that they had when he might not even be the fucking quarterback of the Raiders next year because Devontae Adams was great. He was the reason Fresno State was good. Derek Carr blows and isn't a good quarterback anymore that Devontae Adams would want to move cities to. He's that had is a pretty, filet mignon. That is a pretty hilarious uh, article, though, for Devontae Adams to just see. Where he's yeah. like, dude, don't associate us together. <laughs> like, look, if it, I mean, I get we hung out a couple of nights at Fresno State. I need touchdown passes. I need deep balls. I got to make my living and he's probably better friends with Aaron Rodgers now than he would be with Derek Carr. It's like, it's a a weird kind of stepping over your better friend thing that your second tier friend is doing. And uh, yeah, that's bad. That puts you in a weird spot. It's like Drew Gooden today being like, Hey, me and LeBron are going to start a a team together. You guys better watch out. Yeah. He's made better friends since you, Derek. (laughs) <laughs> he's closer to other dudes he's all the Green Bay Packers he's more friends with than you just Devonta Adams blindsided just be like what did that fucking guy say <laughs> it's just to gain a little heat too nobody's talking about Derek Carr enough in Derek Carr's world um, I'm in the Derek Carr business <laughs> I'm sorry hey Demarius Thomas retired that's a tough one He's he, good. 
had those amazing seasons with Peyton Manning where he just put up God-level stats. He and Peyton did, and they won a Super Bowl. Uh, he had that game-winning pass with Tebow in the playoffs, so he had some good moments. Dude, a Bronco legend. Big time. I agree that it was really scary playing the Broncos back when with that dude. And luckily that's over. And he only lasted for three seasons. But he actually lasted as long as Peyton Manning did and then just immediately fell apart. It was like he was created by Peyton Manning. Right. He where did he play? He, pl- he played on the Jets uh, in 2019 was the last time he was on a team. And even back in Denver the last year, he stuck. I think he had some sort of Achilles thing. I can't remember yeah. what his injury was. He was injured. It's sad. It happened to Jamal Charles, too. We all deal with it. We have those who, you know, what could have been players on all of our teams. Yeah. I mean, dude had 100, you know, 1,500 yards receiving, 14 tugs. I mean, he was running for touchdowns. He was a, he was a dude. Who, if you could give a magic wand of health to one guy on your... Bo, Bo Jackson, bar none. When he was playing for the Eagles? No, no, no. Oh, Eagles player. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I think he had ever played in general. No, but... who's your guy who you wish could have had a whole career because they were good? You saw the good in them. Racking my brain real quick. Um, Really hard not to say Robert R. Griffin III. Absolutely. That's, it seems like a layup. Yeah, man. That would be great. If I could just, like, I was, like, what, 20 minutes from the stadium when that happened? I'd just kind of drive over there and just, like, touch his knee. He could have been, like, a bigger, tougher Vic. Faster. Well, maybe not faster. And not bigger. But, he, uh, like, I think a better – I don't even know. Vic is incredible, bro. That's hard to – but he had the same moves. Well, this Lamar at least. He'd be at least as good as Lamar. He'd be Lamar before Lamar. He had that deep ball. All right, he's better than Lamar. I like that. He had a damn deep ball on him. You know who I'll say, and this isn't a perfect answer, but I, I, it's the first name that came to my mind, was uh, Corell Buckhalter. We had this running back who <laughs> was kind Nebraska. of behind Westbrook. They were... I think the same draft class and this dude could catch it out of the backfield. He had really good moves. They were a great one, two punch. And he just was kind of hurt the whole time. I don't even think he went to another team, um, but that one was tough. I thought he was a really good player. Deep into the bag. Hey, can I say Carson Wentz? <laughs> I mean, sure. I was going to say Carson Wentz. I mean, the, before the the knee injury, he was his trajectory was looking pretty good. That's God for you. Just strikes whenever. Yeah, tests you. Um, speaking of Carson Wentz, he has an article on NFL.com. He's offering wisdom to his fellow uh, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. Here's his quote. Here's the wisdom he had to offer. <laughs> Just go play. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a fuck you because you know <laughs> that it was set up by the by the journalist to be about giving wisdom 
and he says something so shitty like that. It's like, I'm not giving you any fucking wisdom. I need to succeed on the Colts. Why is that even an article? That's how bleak the, the news cycle is right now. It's so tough. I We've made 50 minutes out of that, though, so far. I'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> just the spacing of all this. Danny's charged up. Well, because we just – we I mean, I don't know when your training camp is, but we got three more weeks of this not training camp stuff. Four more weeks, actually. So it is going to be a slog through the news. You know, I have an interesting one for you. Um, the Pittsburgh, so it's been, I have a lot of Steelers fans in my life and they're talking about, you know, win one for Ben, Ben's last ride. Like this is their whole narrative. And I was looking at the Steelers pro reference page. Um, I was shocked. And I think we all maybe know this, but like, I hadn't seen it all laid out. They haven't been under 500 since 1999. Wow. This is the most consistently winning franchise. So these that's why they act that way. Steelers fans think they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. And I think this is the year it all fucking comes off. I think the wheels, I think the Steelers are going to go 4 and 13 or some shit. It's it's Ben is going to fall apart. I remember we were talking about Manning that last season. I think it was 2016. Or no, there was the season after he won the Super Bowl. Uh, no, wait, yeah, it was 2016 when he still sucked, and he threw five interceptions in a game. And it was basically just the obvious, like, this guy has fallen apart physically moment that everyone could see. And I think Big Ben's going to have the same thing. It's just one game where he throws, like, five picks, no touchdowns, like 65 yards. He gets pulled and then it's just over, mid-season. Ooh. And then it's Haskins time. And then it's Dwayne Haskins returns. Getting pulled for Haskins sounds brutal. Redemption tour. Is he the, is he the backup, though? Is Josh Dobbs still there? I think they have Mason Rudolph still as well. Oh, Mason <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> uh <laughs> Hey, here's their records. 12 and 4, 8 and 8, 9, 6 and 1, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 8 and 8, 8 and 8, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 9 and 7, 12 and 4, 10 and 6. That's the Tomlin era. So Mike Tomlin, that's the thing that you can point to and say, this team's not going to fall apart. He's never gone under 500. He's an amazing coach. And he's had the same quarterback every one of those seasons. That's real. I mean, that's the marriage. You got to have a marriage of coach and quarterback to keep shit like that up. Every so often, you get that that guy who just sustains you for ten to fifteen years. It's a godsend. But you know, I don't know if Tomlin would be a better coach, or you know, would show that he's a better coach than Ben as a player if Ben wasn't on the team anymore. And definitely, he's not going to be next year. But he might not be this year either. And then we're going to see. If he can win games with Mason Rudolph, I'll uh, I'll agree. Yeah, I mean, when did Ben get hurt in 2019? That was his 8-8 season. And I think Rudolph was the – him and Duck Hodges were the two quarterbacks for most of the year. They were 8-8. Yeah. But that was – yeah, you're right. So 8-8. Okay. Yeah, Roethlisberger's elbow exploded like week one or week two. Look. 
You don't pay me to be an encyclopedia of knowledge. I'm on pro football reference. I see Rudolph started eight games. Hodges started five games. And then Roth, I guess, started two, including playoffs, I guess. Did they make the playoffs? No. Look, well, either still. way. <laughs> it's how I feel. It's about I, I don't feeling. know. I'm just saying the Steelers have an, an interesting season because they're probably going to break that trend and finally have a losing record. I believe they are about to fall apart completely, and then we scoop up Juju after he Sorry. you know, decides to go with us because he made the wrong call the previous year. I think Because he's only on a one-year deal, and we tried to get him. Then you can see Juju on the Chiefs. Jamel, Steelers thoughts. I, why do the Chiefs just get to be the Lakers now where everybody has to go play for the Chiefs? Because if you have the best player, people want to play with you. Yeah, fine. It's just uh, more fun. You know we're having a good time in the locker room because winning just, you know, you get to have a good time when you win. So everybody's true. friends. There's a lot of basketball that they play like on the on the door hoop in the locker room. They talk about it a lot yeah. in articles. The camaraderie that comes from these basketball games. I just if Ben gets pulled for Haskins and Haskins does well, I'll be sick to my goddamn stomach. That's gonna be rough. Absolutely. I'm gonna be sick if Wentz is balling out in India. That's very true. You guys are both potentially in a situation where you have to get cucked by another quarterback. Yeah. Pre-cucked. This is the pre-cucked season. I do believe in Fitzmagic, though. And I believe that if Dwayne Haskins has to start a, a similar amount of games to Ryan Fitzpatrick this season, that Fitzpatrick will have the better record. And I'm willing to put another $100 in Red Lobster on the table. Well, well, I'm not going to bet against my team. I can't do that, especially not when Red Lobster's on the line. I made a reservation for Red Lobster on Thursday. I'm finally going to spend this money. Just an update for anyone who's followed this and is listening. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Sir. You made a reservation at Red Lobster? Well, look, I made a date to go. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't tell Red Lobster, so it's not really a reservation. I yeah. That's <laughs> Do you need one? I don't think so, dog. I think not Red on Lobster's... a Thursday night, too, right? Yeah, fair game. Uh, I think any good. Red Lobster, you pull up, and it's showtime. The closest one is in Inglewood, and it's great. It's in the mall, the, yeah. out, the, the uh, what do you call it, strip mall? Or not strip, like a mall mall, but it's... Uh. You're about to have a good-ass time, bro. I'm excited. I mean, just the amount you can get for $100. Like, you can really splurge. You can get the Admiral's Feast. You can get the Lobster Lover's Dream. Those are $40 entrees. Bananas. This dude is about to go ape shit. Man, I haven't seen anybody act like this at a Red Lobster (laughs) since the highwaymen got arrested. This big uh, drug ring. Well, you can't you you really can't just eat like fine dining type things all your life. Sometimes you want some shit from your childhood to mm-hmm. just remind you of life, you know, the life that you've squandered on stand up. 
and Cheddar Biscuits will do that. Hey, uh, real quick, it's John Elway's birthday. He turned 61 today. <laughs> hey, Broncos legends back. That's two Bron- They act like two legends cannot coexist. It's kind of a fuck you from Demarius Thomas, actually, to retire on the day that John- <laughs> people were celebrating. Happy birthday, John. I'm out. I'm never playing football again, you fucking... <laughs> you fucking <laughs> horse-faced bitch. <laughs> Can't draft piece of shit paxton lynch drafted motherfucker yeah paxton lynch oh no swinging from tim tebow's nut hairs piece of <laughs> shit. 23rd overall pick tim tebow man the broncos they're not loved in denver that's what i found out this weekend yeah what was the, the broncos vibe i mean they're just nobody's talking about them there's no gear nobody's rocking shit on the streets to be fair it's june it is June. You can get a Bronco hoodie for nothing right now. Von Sad. Miller tees. I left with a suitcase full of Von Miller tees. <laughs> One season away, and people are done with the guy. I did almost buy a Arizona Cardinals beach towel, but I, I like took some deep breaths and I just put it back. I'm like, I don't need this. That's great. I, just already, knowing you don't need something is really, that's a huge step. Yeah, because I already have a David Johnson Arizona Cardinals jersey. I already have a Cardinals item. <laughs> the towel would be redundant. Exactly. The way I show I'm not a real fan of the team is by only having one item. That keeps you detached so that you can be the fan of your real team. Exactly. That's right. I've got eight eight or nine football team pieces you know the titans are starting to creep up there i got a beanie i got a jersey you sh- you're ball- showing ball- preference which isn't good for your yeah washington football team i wanted to say that out loud i wanted them to hear that better step it up fitz magic that defense is ready because i have watched soccer this is a great year because i'm like damn i forgot football is even fucking next yeah, sorry about your your France team, Jamel. Football fine. is bad today. It's fine. It's just, it's like I'm not French. But... Hey, talking. Oh, huh? sorry. No, go ahead then. I was gonna say, talking about football, we're still talking about football. It's oh, true. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably. I was gonna go. apologize for even comparing the two, so I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sorry as well. Yes, bye.